If you were like me during the pandemic, you did the thing you swore you'd never do and you moved home. It was the economical option for folks fortunate enough to have it. But for other groups, COVID created an opportunity to try something new. Unhitched from their cubicles and commutes, newly remote workers seized on the chance to live not just somewhere, but anywhere they wanted. And some of those new nomads decided settling in one spot had become kind of passe. So why not try a few? Short-term rentals have been having a moment throughout the pandemic. Companies like June Homes, Blueground, and Landing carved out their own niches in the Airbnb-dominated market as renters looked for flexible living during work-from-home periods. But as companies finalize return to office plans, will those growing rental firms see the same demand? Welcome to Deconstruct. I'm your host, Isabella Farr, and reporter Susanna Cavanaugh has the story. So short-term rentals aren't a new thing. Corporate housing, short stays for workers traveling on business has been a growth industry for the past two decades. And the majority of us have snagged an Airbnb for a weekend away. By the mid 2010s, Airbnb had become the go-to spot for vacation rentals. And the would-be startups eyeing that expansion decided to try for a piece of the pie. I wouldn't even call those competitors. This is Jamie Lane. He's the vice president of research at AirDNA, which is a company that tracks short-term rentals. I call them almost branded operators within the short-term rental sector. And it was really 2018, 19, we started to see the emergence. Many of these firms got their start listing on Airbnb, Jamie said. Once they were able to drum up enough bookings, they staked out their section of the market. So we see different companies find sort of their niche and try to really go after customers that want to book that type of accommodation. Sonder set up shop in big cities, offering upscale furnished apartments for weekly or monthly stays. Landing has a membership option that lets you bop from one city to the next on just two weeks' notice. Uh, Blueground operates within long-term rentals in major cities. And June Homes offers leases one month or longer at affordable rates. There are like so many fancy buildings with like $7,000 studios that are furnished, available on flexible terms. The reality is who can really afford that? To make a splash in a saturated market, Daniel Mishkin, who's the CEO of June Homes, tracked down older vacant apartments in need of renovations and made the owner an offer. Hey, landlord, you have this 10-unit building. Your building is right next to this fancy building. You're underperforming. Your rents are way lower. Work with us. We'll basically rebrand your building in a way that's going to be appealing to these consumers. June Homes comes in, fixes up the unit, then markets it as a branded apartment with flexible lease terms. The landlord gets a better return. Daniel estimates a 20 to 30% bump in revenue, and June Homes takes a cut. A big component of that money-making is being able to raise the rents. In part, those hikes derive from the improvements June Homes makes, but the company also said many apartments just aren't priced accurately. So your typical pricing process is like some broker who's been doing this for 40 years walks into this two-bedroom apartment in Bushwick and he's like, I think it's $2,250. Daniel held his finger up like when you're testing the wind while he was explaining this. Look, very often those brokers do get it right. They know the market. The reality is it's not sustainable. The probability of mistake is very high. But as rents rise in an already hot market, it's not great for June Home's business model. In New York City, for example, rents just hit a new record. And that's where the short-term offer comes in. Say a landlord has an apartment available in February. In normal years, what would be the doldrums of the rental market? If the owner waits to lease the apartment until July, he'll make more but lose out on that five months' rent. 
By offering a short-term lease, June Homes can get someone in that apartment sooner, offer the tenant a discounted price, and then when summer comes around, the landlord can raise the rent and the tenant has the option to stay or move. Let me give you another example. So let's say you launch a, a 100-unit building. It typically takes 12 to 18 months to rent out those 100 units. You know that you're going to rent a certain number of uh, units every month, and basically it's going to take you a year to like fill the building to 100% occupancy. Now, if you partner with June, we're going to start filling tenants with short-term leases, three, six, nine, 12 months. And we will basically offer tenants the best possible deals on rent, depending on how long they stay. So for example, we say, okay, let's rent 20 of them for three months. And then we're going to, we know how many units exactly will become available in June, July, and August. Let's rent another 20 for six months, another 20 for nine months, and another 20 for uh, a year. And that way you can essentially stack when your units become available. June Homes launched in 2017, really got off the ground by late 2018, and then two years later, COVID hits. Not the best time to try and get someone to sign any kind of lease, so the company pivoted. We launched a product that we called a 30-day subscription, where essentially you could rent any June Homes apartment and you could move out at any point of time for any reason with 30 days notice, and it was a slightly higher price. So by April and May 2020, we had more tenants that we could fill because basically we just created a plan that people wanted. If a renter in New York City decided, okay, it's time to ship out to another city, they could bounce to a June Homes rental in Philly or Austin or San Francisco. But as COVID cases have leveled and employers are once again setting dates for workers to return to the office, will so many tenants want the option to move city to city or lease an apartment for only three months? Yeah, we were questioning whether it was going to be a sort of a trend that would stick. Throughout the pandemic, there was a record demand for short-term rentals. We've actually seen lower supply of short-term rentals, given that many of the inventory were people's second homes. And all of a sudden, they wanted to use those second homes even more, given their flexibility to work from home. Most of these markets were book solid (laughs) over the past two years. If you were able to find one, great, but inventory was really scarce. So AirDNA is projecting that the revenue these rentals are generating is going to flow back into the market as more people choose to invest, boosting supply to meet demand. So we're forecasting about a 15% increase in the number of listings that are going to come online over the next year and essentially demand to almost match that. Part of that will be fueled by international travelers. Jamie said pre-pandemic, 40% of guests using short-term rental companies were coming in from overseas. And even with people going more and more back to the office, feeling more comfortable with staying in hotels, we haven't seen any downtick yet in the number of people staying, renting for longer periods of time. And that's longer rental periods by short-term standards. So 30 days or more. So we do expect that to be something that sticks and even could accelerate. June Homes has also spotted opportunity in a changing market. In the beginning, I was like, everyone is going to rent flexibly. Everyone is going to work remotely. Basically, this whole idea of people coming back to offices is really no longer a thing. A lot of my friends started doing that. A lot of my friends were like, I'm going to spend three months in Austin, three months in Miami, six months there. And then it's funny, like six months ago, all those people were like, you know what, that was great, but actually like I want the home. Like I'm a little tired. I want a place where like I could put my stuff. But even if renters aren't swapping cities every few months, Daniel believes that flexibility, as we've seen with the end of the five day in office work week, is here to stay. Number one request in 2019, even before our pandemic, was that people were looking for flexible leases. People were looking for ability to rent for under 12 months. I think that trend will continue to accelerate. Maybe they spend nine months a year in New York, and then for the coldest three months a year, 
they basically move to, to Florida. You know, rich people do that anyway, but I think through subscriptions like June, more regular everyday consumers could start affording things like this. What if you could sign a 12 month lease, but then essentially put that lease on three months freeze, just like you do with your gym membership? Why can't the same thing happen with rentals? Plus, the explosive rental market has created a separate opportunity for short-term rentals like June Homes, the courtship of the priced-out renter. COVID deals are dead and buried, and tenants in apartments that may have listed 15 to 20% below current market values, they're looking at hefty rent hikes when their leases expire over the next several months. TikTok is rife with millennials forced to move once their lease is up. For June Homes, those tenants are a new market to tap. If you basically tell a tenant, hey, sign a three-month lease at a discounted price because essentially, like, I want this unit to be back in June, there is a good amount of people that are ready to do this. There's a good amount of people that are ready to move more frequently to get better rental deals. Deconstruct is every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Or you can listen at therealdeal.com. For comments on this episode or on the series, or if you have an idea you'd like to share, feel free to reach me or Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Next week, we're talking to the person behind Zillow Gone Wild, the viral Instagram page. Tune in then.